Welcome to Let's Be Frank with Eric Reese. Topics we want to talk about and topics we don't want to talk about revolving around college. Hello and welcome back to Let's Be Frank. This is Eric Ruiz and I'm here with uh, my other two co-workers, Eloise Billups. Say hi. Hi. And Yareli Gonzalez. Hello. So we are, um, we've been working quite a bit, uh, a lot lately in trying to figure out how to help out our transfer students. And when it comes to transfers, uh, sometimes that can get that be, that can become a very difficult situation because transfers sometimes are so used to doing one way and then we're asking them to do a different way when they transfer over. I really like transfers um, when when they are transferring from different institutions um, back over to us because they are um, they know the college process they know what college is about they know what to, what to expect when it comes to those things and. Uh, and they really want to drill down, like, give me these questions. Give me, answer these questions for me. Like, they want us to be frank with them. There's no beating around the bush with them or anything like that. And, um, uh, and I'm, we have Eloise here who's been working with Transfer Shop for how long? Oh, at least 10 years. At least 10 years. <laughs> Plus some. Um... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Plus some, um, yeah. Right, right. And Yureli, you've been working with Transfer for how long? 10 months no <laughs> yeah no i've maybe a little bit over a year okay yeah and i've been working with transfers for probably maybe six years six years about half my career uh and all that and 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 they're hard their transfers are hard to work they're a lot of people tend to think that they're easier but uh to help and things like that but they're not they're not necessarily easier to help they they you got to make sure you know your curriculums you got to make sure you know your um your financial aid you got to make sure you know how long it's going to take them to graduate the classes that will transfer over and things like that and i don't know how other schools do it but like we try to do it all for them uh we don't pass them on to different departments for them to answer those questions and things like that but um but sometimes transfers come come to us with like some misconceptions like they think certain things um you know like like uh like one of the misconceptions i think uh is that things will just be the same like when they come over to from a community college they're so used to a certain way paying a certain amount and things like that and and they don't the unfortunate thing they don't necessarily get prepared to to for that transfer world for that new institution for that four-year institution um, financial aid, pricing, those kind of things. And sometimes they fall off the rails, right? What other misconceptions are there? Um, one of the biggest um, issues that I see with transfer students is that, you know, they think that when they come to a university like St. Francis that they don't have any support, you know. They're so accustomed to making their own schedule at a community college or um, trying to navigate their way through um, course descriptions and course equivalencies and they just, you know, think that they have to be do it all by themselves. And that's not so at USF. We make sure that the student knows exactly the process from start to end um, to ensure, you know, that there's a smooth transition and that they graduate in a timely manner. So that is one of the misconceptions, you know, that I frequently, frequently see. So, like, so like they, they just think that they're on their own, right? They do, yes. And, and they don't have to be. They, we're right here to try to help them out every single step of the way. What, about, what do you think, Yoreli, in your short stint mm -hmm. with 
transfers. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that, that they, once, especially once it comes down to picking your classes, they always, I always get this question as to, well, how do I pick my classes on my portal? You know, like, where do I go? Am I not seeing it correctly? And so then that's when I let them know, no, for us, at least, like, you you are going to schedule at a time to be able to talk to your academic advisor, which... I think they're maybe not used to having that support as much. Um, but I also, you know, well, I, I also love transfers. Um, I think they ask the best questions. They know what they want to do um, most of the time. <laughs> it's more so maybe compared to, you know, freshmen. Um, and they know that they, um, you know, financial aid is a, is a big, big question. So as for financial aid, uh, I do agree with Eric as as to that they they might not be prepared and they they weren't on the same track um, as they they were before thinking that you know how can I actually make this affordable are there transfer scholarships um and with some places you know there might not be but with others there definitely are and there are outside scholarships that you can still apply to so um, that's something that I think a lot of students don't realize. Yeah, they have to, they, they, the scholarship parts, there's, I would say there's probably less of them in general, right? There's there's mm-hmm. less scholarships in general, but it doesn't mean that there isn't any scholarships in general. Uh, we get a lot of transfer students that haven't even looked for scholarships, yeah. right? And they don't, they don't necessarily understand that there's, there's, there's lots, there's lots of scholarships out there. Um, whether it be at the four-year institution or outside, you know, those kind of things on social media, you know, for specifically transfer students and, and all that. And I think we do really well with getting our transfer students. It's, it's more than 50% of our population. Uh, so, I mean, we do really well with trying to make it affordable for students. And they think that we're, because we're a private school, they're like, they're like oh, no, it's going to be too much. But when it comes to transfers, like if you're going to decide to be a transfer student, you need to decide the whole plan up front, right? Oh, yeah. How many times do we get to go to a high school and, like, they're juniors in high school and they're like, I'm going to go to the community college right. and transfer over. It's like, that, you know, that's one thing, like, man, you don't even know what you can be offered as a freshman. But if you're going to be a transfer, then go all out and see, like, what exactly is is available as a as a transfer. Yeah, like, what's what after the community college? Yeah, yeah, and, and make that plan. Definitely make a plan. I mean, and we talk about, you know, a pathway. Um, if you decide you know, up front that you're going to go to a community college first, um, if you know what school, you know, four-year school you're going to transfer to, I, you know, I feel it's best, you know, that you contact, you know, the school that you're going to go to just to make sure that you're taking the right courses. And we will prepare a plan for you to tell you exactly what to take at your community college using our transfer guides and using our equivalency tables to make sure that whatever you're taking is going to transfer to to, um, to our school. Just remember, you know, that um, we only accept 70 credit hours from the community college, so we want to make sure that you make the best selection to ensure that you graduate in a timely manner because that is an issue for the transfer students, too. They want, you know, a rapid response and you want to graduate in a timely manner. So I really feel the best, you know, advice to a transfer student is if they know they're going to come to a school um, after they graduate from community college, get in touch with their actual um, college first to determine what path they should be on. Yeah, one of the other misconceptions that people think is that if they're going to be a transfer student, that they have to complete all their classes mm-hmm. before they transfer over. 
before they even do anything to the to the four year institution that they're going to apply for. And we're not telling you anything that like that it's just for our institution. This could be for any institution. Like there's going to be other people at other institutions that are going to tell you the exact same thing. The degree plan, you know, how to do it, what classes to take, those kind of things. But like I was just texting with somebody today and uh, asking them like are you gonna apply for for like the fall semester because it looks like you're still interested and uh the student the student said oh i i didn't want to apply until i get all my prereqs done Mm -hmm. uh and they'll be done at the end of the summer and and i was telling them it's like yeah you know you can still apply like you don't have to do that but yeah but i don't have anything ready yet so well no we can we can we we know what we you're taking you. and we can we can show you what it's going to take because a lot of people think that when they apply that that that's it that they're signing the dotted lines in order to come and that is not the case either you still got options oh yeah so it's uh it's one of those things that like you know apply and get that information you mm-hmm. know that's one of the things that surprises me the most is that this group has asked a lot of questions like you really said the 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 best questions that are out there but they'll ask those questions once they're in the process yeah. you know and and they're they're always so delayed as to when they start the process mm-hmm. so you know they you know we have students applying years in advance mm-hmm. a year year and a half in advance but the majority of transfer students they don't apply until you know, a couple months, a semester prior, uh, to that. And, you know, they, they, they don't have to, they don't have to wait that long. Yeah. They get lost. Go ahead. Go ahead. I agree with Eric, you know, that, you know, that students, you know, they don't really, it might be because, you know, the transfer students are so busy with their lives or working, whatever, you know, that, you know, that they don't realize that they can, um, apply, um, beforehand, um, just so we can make sure they're on the right path. And, and oftentimes they might say, hey, uh, I don't have enough credit hours to transfer over. Surprisingly, once we talk to the student, we'll look at their transcript and we'll say, hey, you have enough credit hours to transfer over. And they'll be surprised and they'll make that decision whether not to transfer over or not. But it's just based upon, I, you know, you have to get and reach out to the counselor and make sure, you know, that you have that contact. Because we are here for a resource and to help you through the actual process. And before I pass it on over, I want to just, you know, as I'm thinking about it, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the transfer student at the community college who receives, you know, who has real good grades, and they receive this email asking them to join the, um, the Phi Theta Kappa uh, Honor Society, and they do not because there's a, a, fee, a fee associated with it. But we offer a special tra- uh, scholarship to the Phi Theta Kappa members, so I want to make sure you guys are aware of that. Um, that benefit because it is a benefit to you if you attend St. Francis. What do you guys feel? Yeah, well, I mean, they actually benefit for a lot of schools. A lot of schools will give awards for yeah. PTK, uh, Phi Theta Kappa scholarships. Which is really common for a lot of community colleges. Uh, they, they're the ones that have it. But um, I think what I also wanted to mention, another misconception, is that some, some of our transfer students, maybe then they kind of overstay um, during during their um for two years there um, or not necessarily overstay but sometimes they don't know the the benefits and maybe not so much benefits of uh, having the associates too so like some that's why you have to be able to apply early on onto the four-year institution that you're looking at because sometimes there's really good benefits to getting your associates you know some courses are waived um, 
but there's other places that if you're really interested in they don't necessarily require it which a lot of people think well no that's the next step i have to graduate from my associates and then i have to graduate with my bachelor's which isn't the case yeah Yeah, because they there's like we've told plenty of students that like you know well, I've gotten my associates and taken these courses, and it was like a semester's worth of courses that we didn't need, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so now they're now they're getting mad at us because they're like, "Well, I took these courses. Why aren't they?" I said, "Well, they're they're not needed. You could have saved yourself another semester of, of money." And so, so the the being real part in, in regards to like, what is it taking for people to transfer over, and the things that we need to make sure that they understand, both the people that are thinking about transferring. And the people that are already at the community college, there's plenty of people at the four year institutions that want to transfer to another four year institution or go back to a community college and those kind of things. Uh, maybe it doesn't work out and things like that. And there's always going to be options for um, for you to maybe sometimes people went too far. They they moved away, you know, more than you know a few hours away, and they miss home. That's okay. They can transfer. Uh, transfer back and, and and all that. We always have this running joke that everybody wants to go to Iowa. Um, and then, and then it's like, yeah, but that's like our biggest transfer population, right? They all come back from Iowa, uh, and all that. But, uh, just so that people understand what, what the numbers are, when somebody decides somebody for, for somebody to decide that they want to go to a community college and they want a bachelor's degree, like that's their end goal is they want a bachelor's degree, but they want to do the community college thing because they automatically think that it's cheaper, that it's just a cheaper route. Which is not always the case. Mm-hmm. It's not always the case that it's just going to be cheaper for them. Uh, we've found it so many times. Mm-hmm. But the studies show that about 86% of students that go to community college want a bachelor's degree. Okay? That's quite a few people. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Do you have any guesses, Ureli? I'm not going to ask the, the master <laughs> over here, but Ureli, do you have any guesses as to how many of the 86% actually transfer once uh, after the community college? Mm. Take a guess. I want to say out of the 80? Out of the 86%. I want to say like 40. 40%? Yeah. Good guess. It's 23%. Oh! That's... 23%. So think about that. You got 100 students going to community college. 86 <laughs> of them want a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. But only... Only less than 23 of, because of the 86. Mm-hmm. Only that many actually do it. So what happens to the other percentage, the big percentage? Why aren't they going to a four-year institution? If they wanted to do that, if that's what they wanted to do. I think it's just lack of guidance. like they, And them themselves, you know, not seeking it. Them getting in their own way. Yep. What happens? Life happens. Yeah. yeah. Right? How many of you out there have children? Right, that that uh, I know we love them, but they kind of get in the way of the school part. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, um, or the lack of guidance of how much this is actually going to cost. Right, so so taking taking that into consideration, like we we just mentioned that like sometimes it's not cheaper to go to community college. Now I'm not trying to trying to you know um, slap over the community college side. We love our, our community colleges. Oh, yeah. We love our students coming from over from the community colleges. But sometimes I'm saying our students are getting in their own way with their own assumptions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going to a community college, do they have cheaper prices? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's cheaper. It's a cheaper price. Mm-hmm. 
But at first, and you can't see this out here, but I'm putting up my four fingers. <laughs> but if it's a four year degree for a bachelor's degree, if you decide to not come to that four year institution for those first two years, okay, those four year institutions in general are probably not going to give you the same scholarships right. that they would have if you would have went there all four years. Mm-hmm. But that four year institution is going to do everything they can to try to make up as much mm-hmm. of it. That they would have that they would have gotten from the student if they would have came for four two years. So their scholarships are going to be less. So let's say in general, if you're coming for half the time, you're coming here for half the money. Mm-hmm. So really, at that four year institution, you're kind of paying relative to the same amount of money, mm-hmm. except for the student. Instead of four years to pay it off, they got two years to pay it off. Right. Yeah. So then they have, so then they're they're like billing is higher, mm-hmm. right? So they, they said, okay, that I'm going to go to a, a community college first because it's cheaper. Or they even went for free, right? Because mm-hmm. they got one of those scholarships that, uh, that they were able to go for free. And, and what happens is that when they go for a cheaper price or for free, they get so accustomed to that. And then two years later, what is supposed to be two years later, um, they start transferring and they're like, wait a minute, what do you mean my bill is you know, $500 a month or $1,000 a month or $1,100 a month. How is that, like, how am I supposed to do this? And they haven't gotten the prep work, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They, it, yeah. was, they didn't save enough. And that's the key word, right? A lot of people think that they just need to spend, they're spending mm-hmm. less when they actually are supposed to save more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And learn about the financial aid process and learn about the, as you mentioned earlier, the outside scholarships that are available. Um, I think we fail to do the extra researches transfer students fail to do the research on outside scholarships, um, things you know that can help them pay for school because they're so busy and they've gone to a community college where it's been affordable, but now they're going to a four-year school not realizing they really can be affordable if they do the actual homework and look for those scholarships. And that's what we're here for, USF. We make sure that you know exactly all the benefits that are, that are available for you. Yeah, so, so, so then, so, so they think it's just, it's just supposed to be the same or things like that, mm-hmm. or they essentially blame the the four-year institution, right? Mm-hmm. But they need that prep mm-hmm. work, and that's why, you know, schools like us were trying to get to the community college students, not to try to get them, mm-hmm. right? But yes. to try to inform them, them, like yeah. to to get ready yeah. for for those kind of things. So, Eric, who who do you think should become a transfer student, or what what would be, like a a reason to go the... to be a transfer student? So, yeah. So outside of anybody that that wants to be a transfer <laughs> student, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to to do that, but. There are times where we see, like, we ha- I had this one student one time that had a 4.0 GPA um, from one of our local high schools and had a great test score at the time when we took test scores. Um, and they were paying about, they were paying about $6,000 a year, about $600 a month, okay? They decided that they're going to go to a community college because it was going to be about $400 a month or $4,000 for a year of community college, okay? Way cheaper. Um, they said, I'm going to save money. I'm going to be going there, okay? So, so they, they had enough scholarships to bring down their bill down to 6000 okay? I calculated it out where 6000 times four years, how much is that? 24,000 for us, <laughs> my neighbors. 
I'm going to say, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. four times, yeah, okay. Yeah. And Yorelli's taking out her calculator, <laughs> and I'll like carry the one. So $24,000, it would have taken, that's how much she would have paid for college. And that's if she didn't go for any other scholarships, okay. any mm-hmm. other scholarships, $24,000, okay. She decided to go to a, to a community college, and she was there, uh, she thought she would be there for two years, okay, and then she would transfer over, okay. So when she did transfer over, it was her bill was actually about eleven thousand dollars. That's how much her scholarship mm-hmm. her scholarship went down because even if she got the same GPA, mm-hmm. the transfer scholarships were much less. Yes, at the community college or at the college level, your GPA goes down normally, right? Mm-hmm. You normally don't have the same high school GPA, mm-hmm. but if anything, keep the same. You more than likely you're not going to get better GPA than you did in high school. But you can at least keep it the same or or it goes down just a little bit. So her scholarship was less when she transferred over because she's a transfer student and her GPA went down because her classes were harder. When she transferred over, her bill was at 11000 Thinking that she was only going to be here for two years, mm-hmm. the total amount out of pocket is $22,000. Right. How much just was it if those? she came to four, four years? <laughs> 24000 right. So yeah, she saved money, mm-hmm. $2,000. Right, two thousand dollars to save save money, but instead of a six hundred dollar bill, now you have an eleven hundred dollar bill right. a month. Right, that's much harder to make. Yeah, that's much harder to make. And there's the two years then. There's, there's the two. two there's the two years. years. So there's the other misconception. Right. Right. That that is just two and two. That's it. Straight black and yeah. white. Right. No. Yeah. And how many times do we see students just do two and two? Transfer student, you know. If, not necessarily just that, especially you know, as Eric mentioned, the you know, population that does not finish at a community college, those are trans stop out students, and they will, as Eric mentioned, they will stay longer because they've stopped out, and they have to start over or repeat classes or whatever. So that's an issue also. So I I agree with what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. So then, so so usually we see students at the community college, like maybe three years, mm-hmm. three and a half years that they're there, yeah. right? And that's normal. That's normal. Mm-hmm. That's be, life happens. Mm-hmm. They have to yeah. spread out their time yeah. and things like that. And then when they transfer over, it's what? It's not usually two years. It's two and a half, yeah. three years. Depending on the major for sure. Right? So now you're going to school mm-hmm. for how long? Five years, five and a half mm-hmm. years. As opposed to going to the four, through four, four and a half years if you start off right away. And now you're, so then we ask our transfer students who say, well, why, why did you go there to begin with? And what do you think they say? I thought it was cheaper. I thought it was going to save me some money. And when you're working, when you're going to school for five, five and a half years, sometimes six years, it's like, are you really saving money? Right? Those nursing majors, they could be making, you know, forty to $60,000 and they just lost out on two years. Mm-hmm. Right? That's $120,000 that they just lost out on. So I'm not saying that that's going to be... It's, I'm not saying it's not going to be cheaper. I've had plenty of students where where we would say, it's like, yeah, you should go to community college. Right. It's going to be cheaper in the long run, right? Because maybe they're, so to answer Urelli's question of like, maybe you didn't do so hot in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Maybe, maybe your GPA wasn't so, so hot and, and senior year, like, you know what? I think I want to do the college thing. Maybe for those that need the test score, maybe you didn't do that good of a test. Uh, maybe COVID hit. Yeah. Maybe COVID hit, yeah. you know, and, and maybe you lost your job, maybe those kind of things. Anything anything of, of that sort. So, okay, then let's make a plan. Maybe you do have to delay. Right. 
like because you have kids or something like that, then great. Then community college is going to be very flexible. Yeah. They're going to be they're going to have those courses, yeah. and we're going to push them towards the community college. And then once they're here, to just and just plan the, plan those things out. Those are the people that I think should should consider definitely going to community college. But if you are a good student, mm -hmm. if you are a um, if you're a student that can get lots of money, mm -hmm. and not just academically, but like maybe you're an athlete, mm -hmm. maybe you're uh, um, a unique person. We talked about scholarships mm -hmm. in one of the previous uh, uh, podcasts. You know, if you can get uh, money, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do the four-year institution right away. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to transfer, do it right. You got to talk to us. Yes, I you agree. Get, you got to talk to us up front, right? See, see what, the, what the options are. Um, so don't just think automatically doing it this way is going to be cheaper. So you want to get as much information up front. I agree. It's, you know, it's best to plan your future ahead of time. So, you know, if you're going to go to community college, if that's your must, then I really think that you should talk to your institution that you're going to transfer to the four-year school so you can be on a good path. And we'll follow, we'll keep you, you know, we'll meet with you every semester if needed just to make sure you're on the right path. But we think and I really feel you know it's to, to, to your best interest to actually meet with someone at, at your four-year school if you especially if you plan to transfer over and it can definitely happen and and here's the part about being frank okay so let's be frank I'm I'm gonna be talking out there to those teachers the teachers that are out there I'm talking about family members that are out there I'm talking about guidance counselors that are out there when you share with your ch with your students just go just go where it's going to be cheaper just go where it's there i mean that sits with the students for a very long time and they i mean mm. they're you are guiding them and all i'm asking you is to stop saying that stop saying go for the cheaper route mm -hmm. stop saying community college is always cheaper I'm not saying that we can always be cheaper by going to the four-year institution, but that we have so many students that lose out on those opportunities. And we know that if you originally wanted a bachelor's degree, the likelihood of you getting a bachelor's degree is against you, mm -hmm. right? Because life happens. Yeah. So all I'm asking is let us be a part of the conversation. Yeah, let's show you how you can afford it, and let's give you that plan. It's not always going to be four year right away. Mm -hmm. It's going to be transfers for a lot of them, right? But stop saying that it's just going to be cheaper. You don't know that. Yeah. Stop saying that that was that you should do it because that was our that was your experience. Mm -hmm. That was your experience, but it was <laughs> only your experience. Times yeah. have changed. Yes. Yeah. And and don't take it from us only. You know, we're from a four year institution, but. Definitely, you know, well, Eloise, you transferred, right? Yeah, I, I transferred from, I was, um, uh, I went to a um, community college, and um, and what I did, you know, we talked about it, talked, I talked a little bit about a stopout. I was a stopout where I, re I re uh, earned my, my associate's degree, but I stopped out for three or four years, and then I came back. So, um, it, so it's nothing wrong with stopping out and getting, getting, you know, getting your footing back and then starting back again. But I think the, the message I want to point out to you, it's okay to stop, but remember you need to start over again and get that bachelor's degree because at the end of the day, you're going to be happier, you're going to have less stress, and you're going to make more money, which is going to in turn make sure that you live a, a, a life you know, that's worth living and not um, live from paycheck to paycheck. So do yourself a degree, give yourself a favor and get a degree and make yourself feel happy. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and and talk to somebody. Don't do this alone. Yeah, that's what we're here to do. You know, if it is your parents that you need to bring along, perfect. If it's if it's a family member that you need to bring along, awesome. If it's other friends that you need to bring along, great. We are here to help you. Us on the college side, we're here to help you figure this out, and and we can make it happen. So, let's make it happen. We understand. We got your back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you for listening. We'll see you at the next, uh, the next podcast. Bye.